What's up, everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office desk of terror. It is, uh, oh, it's about 5.20 uh, Friday night. I uh, just came in, cleaning it up, kind of cutting it off a little early tonight. Um, Got to do some work on Josie's Scout and uh, taking it to go whack down a Christmas tree tomorrow. So uh, I guess it would be today for you guys. While you are slaving away doing whatever you're doing, uh, I will be bouncing around in the mountains, uh, whacking up a Christmas tree. So um, if you follow on the socials, check it out. You might see something funny. Um, thank you everyone for listening, for following, for liking and sharing and commenting and giving me your feedback. Um, you know, it's always nice to get get that kind of info from everyone and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's nice. It, it is to hear it. Even when the people message me and tell me that I'm doing a terrible job and that I suck, uh, you know, or that I missed this or missed that or did whatever. Or I could have done this different. You know, it's all good. I appreciate the feedback um, and I will continue to keep knocking these out as long as I can afford to knock them out. So um, if you want these to keep happening, you could also think about uh, donating through Patreon, um, you know, just uh, do a uh, whatever, dollar a month, whatever you want to feel like donating. Um, no obligation, whatever. I'm going to keep doing them and you're going to keep listening. So that's just um, how this stuff works. Calendar, uh, so far is the same. Uh, birthday cruise, March 16th through the 19th, 2019. Um, I sold the 56. Don't know if you saw that on the interwebs or not. Um, sold it till traded it to Phil Harmon for his Wheeler Scout. Uh, it's got a bunch of stuff done to it. It was a pretty uh, pretty good trade. So I'm happy with it. Hopefully Phil is happy with the pickup. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's that. So birthday cruise. I'll be cruising it in something. Uh, I am picking up another 56. I'm getting from Gary Hadeen. So, um, you know, we'll figure, we'll, we'll make the cruise happen in something. But uh, anyway, it's going to happen. So... March 16th through the 19th, 2019, uh, I'll be cruising Route 66 from west to east, starting in uh, Bakersfield area and going from there. So hopefully you guys can join in your international. Uh, please don't show up in your Cadillac Escalade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unless you just want to say hi and then leave. If you're going to be in the caravan, really, really, really would like it if it was all international. So, anyway, hope to see you guys there. Um, so, the last couple podcasts have been about suspension and theories and what I like and what I don't like. And so far, everyone has been on board with um, that sort of stuff. Today, um, I got some, some other thoughts about uh, other modifications. Um, and I know a few weeks ago, we talked about the do's and don'ts of owning internationals, um, and they've been pretty scout-centric. Um, this particular one is probably going to be more general across the board, but um, talking about engine management and uh, upgrades, little things that you can do that I, I like to do um, 
things I would consider standard upgrades on any international. Um, first and foremost, I would say is before you do anything, tune up. Spark plugs, wires, cap, rotor, all the basic shit. Like that's, that's day one. Like you shouldn't do anything. I know you hear the stories about people that pull them out of a field, splash some gas in them, put a battery in them and they run, you know, as good as new. That's cool, but it doesn't last very long. Normally they end up starting to shit deteriorates really fast. Once you start using it again, uh, old plug wires just don't have the conductivity that they used to and whatnot. So, um, what I recommend is, is first and foremost, tune up parts. Um, second thing that we do is we run um, Protronics ignition modules across the board, no matter what. Unless the customer just can't afford it or whatever, they specifically say no. Um, Protronics and everything. And we get the matched coil as well. Um, don't try and run your, you know, 1.6 ohm coil with uh, with a Protronics. It'll it'll run for a little bit, but um, you end up burning the coil up eventually. So get the match coil, spend the money, uh, and then we power the whole unit with a relay. Don't just wire the hot wire of the uh, from the coil. You know, don't don't just use that wire. Don't use the the wire that's the like in a scout. You would have a resistance wire. Um, the thing is, is that doesn't deliver a full twelve volts. If you look at the Protronics instructions, which most of you idiots don't, and yeah, I'm talking to you because I take your phone calls. Trust me, when you guys call me and say, "Hey, I put Protronics in and it just doesn't seem to run right. I don't know what's going on," and I say is it getting 12 volts? And you go, yeah. And I go, what wire did you use? And they go, the cloth covered one. It lights up my test light. I'm like, um, the cloth covered one is a resistance wire and you're only getting about five and a half volts. Are you sure? Nope, just made that up. Yes, I'm fucking sure. <sighs> anyway, we use that wire. There's also a green wire, of course, in a Scout that comes off of the I or the the I terminal, yes, the I terminal of the starter solenoid that provides full 12 volts during cranking. And then once you're done cranking, you it switches back over to the uh, um, resistance wire or the, the wire coming out of the ballast resistor. So um, we use those wires to trigger an actual relay that has straight from the battery straight to the coil so it's getting full 12 volts just like the Protronics likes that provides the most uh, amount of spark power to the whole thing so again this is what we do almost across the board standard no matter what um, remember with Protronics you can't leave the key on if the engine's not running you leave the key on with the engine off, you will burn up the module. If you have a Protronics 2 or Protronics 3, which are more expensive options, they can handle being left on. 
but for just the base model Petronics, you know, the $80 one or whatever, um, that's, that's a thing you got to remember. Don't leave the key on. So it's amazing how much difference quality ignition parts will make a difference in the way things run, especially if the plugs are gapped correctly, if the, um, wires are, you know, tight, everything's good, caps good, connections are good. It's amazing how much difference it makes in startup, in economy, in, in all of it. It's crazy. And then, um, you know, then we go from there, you get into fuel management. The first step is carburetor rebuild. Um, if you have a stock Holley that came on your international, um, then those are good. I like the Hollies. They're my favorites. Two barrel, four barrel, whatever. As long as it's the stock size. 350 CFM is what they came with in the two barrel options. 350 CFM. Don't go any bigger than that unless you're running a cam and valve springs and headers and four barrel intake and the updated ignition. Like you just, you don't need any more than 350 CFM. Uh, the 392s and 392s only came with a 490 CFM Holly four barrel. Uh, that again, you don't need any more than that on a 392. Even if you went, let's say you did, you know, port the heads and got all that other work done you might maybe possibly be able to get away with a 600 Holly, but I, man, it's questionable. Uh, I like the stock size stuff up to a certain point. So, you know, carb rebuild right off the bat. If the thing's been sitting for 30 years and the inside of the carburetor looks like a mummy's tomb, then uh, no. You're going to want a new carburetor. Um, you can get them from Summit. Uh, you know, 350 CFM, 2100 series Holly, two barrel, bolt on. Takes a little bit of fiddling to get the linkages hooked back up. But that's uh, a big update. Uh, those mods right there, the ignition mods and the carburetor update. Make sure you put a good filter on before the carb. Those go a long ways towards a uh, happy operation of your international. And then you get down into the fine tuning side of it. Um, you know, timing. Timing is important. I don't like to run over about eight degrees. So eight to 10 in a scout that's not towing or you're not in super high elevation you can get away with eight to 10 degrees of advanced timing. Um, if you are running a pickup travel all and you tow a lot and you do a lot of stuff, I don't like to go above six degrees because you'll get detonation. Uh, you can go eight degrees if you want to run super all the time. Um, but I run regular cause I'm fucking poor. And so you run at about six degrees that, um, that helps, um, just keep the detonation down or pinging. Some guys refer to it as pinging. Um, so those sorts of things, that's what we do across the board, no matter what, um, 
just to help set a good baseline for the operation of the engine. And it goes a long ways towards making them run good. They they run well. My 74-200 pickup had electronic ignition, fresh rebuilt Holly, jetted correctly. I ended up changing jets in it because we're at like 3,000 feet here. So I jetted it down one jet. Um, and during daily driving, regular operation, I was averaging 13-ish uh, 13, 14 empty. And while I was towing, I was getting about 10. Uh, that was a four speed, four wheel drive, 345 truck. It was a great truck. I love that truck and I never should have sold that truck. Anyway, um, so we had a scout with the 304 two barrel, did all that work to it. It was averaging 15, but it also had stock size tires and like 307 axle gears and a automatic. So it, um, or no, 354s, 354s and automatic. And it was averaging 15, 16. Um, and that guy drove it pretty light and, um, you know, but it's possible you guys getting, you know, seven and then just your shop is telling you, Oh, that's just how it is. Yeah, that's not just how it is. And you've got other problems. Um, and you can even pick up more mileage by, you know, synthetic oil in the whole gear train. That'll help shave some some mileage. Um, a nice air filter, good exhaust, um, you know, that sort of stuff helps. There's a debate about electric fans. Some people, you know, you take the fan off and that frees up a few horsepower. Um, but... You got to run an electric fan, which means the alternator has to drop power to make power to power the fan. So I don't know if that's a thing or not. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Wh whatever slows the engine down or takes away draw from the engine, I, I don't know. I mean, there's guys that go as far as to add like electric fuel pumps so that the engine doesn't have to push the fuel pump. Um I don't know if there's any drag there or not. I guess if you if you were if it was all about parasitic drag on the engine, then yeah, you could take away all that stuff and you might pick up two horsepower. I, I don't know. Um, I don't like electric fuel pumps because they're a little dangerous. If you were to get into an accident, you know, they'll just unless you can turn them off, they will just keep pumping gas all over everything until you explode in a fireball. Uh, otherwise, mechanicals are fine. Um, so that's my base model kind of go to the, some guys are really going on and on about the Davis unified ignition, the, the DUI setup, uh, that comes with those massive wires and the funky huge cap and all that stuff. We've installed a couple of them and they're all right. Uh, I'm not super impressed. I don't think... It's much more of a benefit over a Protronics and that coil. Um, or doing the HEI yourself with a DuraSpark or Mopar module in the international distributor. Uh, and then the HEI, pick, uh, HEI coil and um, module on a standalone platform. I mean, that's what Tom did, back, Backbone, if you follow him on uh, Instagram, my helper Tom. 
he uh no, he's a hell he's way more than a helper he's my tech he's the we call him backbone for a reason and uh i put some pictures of his white 66 up not too long ago and it has the hei conversion do-it-yourself conversion um in there and it was eight degrees this morning he went out and it's carbureted two pumps of the pedal three quarters choke the fucker fired off instantly uh and ran strong no problems so it's a big update over the points system that's what i recommend everyone do um just get away from points with pertronics at least if the pertronics fails you can put points back in and get home so that's why i like that option uh especially if you're if you're out in the back country a lot and you don't can't afford to get stranded or it's too dangerous to get stranded but i also say don't ever wheel alone um but some of you guys get out there by yourself and then get stuck so always have the points in the glove box if you still have the um pertronics conversion if you got the hei conversion then you better excuse me god then you better carry a new pickup a new module and a new coil those three things those are the failures that's all there is in that system and if one of them fails then you know you're stuck like you're really fucked if you don't have a replacement so always carry those and that's what i did all my wheelers that all got converted to that system all had spares in the in the toolbox and uh it's come in handy a couple of times um but that's what i say and and you guys that don't carry spare parts anyways you're just asking for trouble and i know you don't carry spare parts in your you know 2015 super duty but it's just what it is you should have a few parts just and and those are kind of crucial parts like the ignition stuff is what will strand you um fuel delivery will strand you and maybe u-joints uh, i mean if you're in a scout or something four-wheel drive and you toss a rear shaft you can just pull it and get home in front wheel drive um you two-wheel drive guys probably should carry a u-joint just in case but anyway i'm getting all sorts of off track here my um other so so we've moved up from Pertronics to HEI style Davis Unified Ignition or other. Like I said, it's a lot of money. I'm not sure it's worth it. Um, but a lot of people report that they enjoy it. So take that for what you will. Uh, and then another, the other next step up. Next step up is the fuel injection system. So then there's a couple of options there. So you've got some base model type stuff. Um, the Phytech system, which is fuel only, um, which is like 800 bucks or something. It's a pretty good kit. That's what's on the Scout that I just picked up from Phil. Uh, it's a little complicated. It's got a fuel pod thing that has a low volume pump that fills it and then inside of it is a high volume pump that powers the system and it has a return system like there's there's a lot going on with it and you got to have a four barrel intake 
um, because if you try to put a four barrel to two barrel adapter on and then you stack everything, it becomes too tall for the hood to close from what I understand. I have not done that myself, but it's what I hear. So you got to change your intake to a four barrel if you don't already have one. Um, the kit looks nice. It's got a handheld unit that can be the, the tuner and your digital display, so to speak, that shows you engine temp and voltage and that sort of stuff. Um, so it's pretty neat. It works good on this particular Scout. There is some tuning. There's a lot of videos on YouTube about it. Um, so uh, check that out if you're interested in that system. The Next Step Up version um, has timing control, which um, it's that system's like 1200, I believe, or 1400. And it's pretty much the same thing, except it has a module for the distributor, or it needs a distributor with electronic put outputs, um, which you can do. Like if you have a DuraSpark setup, you can run that. So um, there's there's that as well, uh, you know. And if you read the forum, if you go, you got to be careful about like Binder Planet because that injection forum is run by Bill Hamilton who we'll talk about his system in a little bit. But because he sells his own system, you can't help but wonder if there's a little bias there. I don't know. I see how what he says about the systems, and he has some valid points, but there's also some stuff that's very arguable. So take that for what it's worth if you're using Binder Planet. Uh, if you go to Facebook, there's Phytech-specific pages on Facebook, and... You go there and it's pretty much all problems, but you have to remember that 90% of the people, when they install the system and they run good, you never hear from them again. It's only the people that have problems that are posting up online or leaving reviews and, and whatnot. There's a plenty of satisfied people out there that just don't post. So you can't take the what you see and one small cross-section as gospel. Um, the next, the, the other system too that we're actually uh, installing currently on uh, Ryan's Scout 2 is the Holly Sniper kit. Um, that's a two-barrel setup, so you don't need to change your intake manifold. Um, that kit comes fully set up. Um, the throttle body itself carries all of the electronics and everything. Um, has an O2 sensor you need to install. It has a uh, fuel pump and fuel lines. So you actually have to plumb it from the tank. Um, so there's a little bit more work involved with that. But it's a pretty clean system. The throttle body looks great. The components look solid. The wiring is nice. It comes with that fancy power braid loom. Um, all of the components are solid. Um, you know, it came it came with like 40 feet of fuel injection rated fuel line, uh, which is pretty expensive if you were to go buy it at Napa or whatever. It's like 550 a foot at Napa. Um, you know, that system delivered was $1,100, and it does not have timing control either. There is a plug on it, so you can add timing control later, but I believe it's their own 
module. Holly wants you to use their own setup for it. I didn't dig into the instructions that deep, but um, this particular setup is fuel only as well. It's about 1100 bucks, and we haven't started it yet. We have not fired the engine. It's all installed. I just put the O2 sensor in tonight. Uh, so we are right down to the short hairs on that. Um, so once that fires off, I'll let you know. Probably do a follow-up on that system because I have had um, a hand in it from start to finish. Whereas the Phytech system, I just have it at the end. So um, again, you know, it's a Holly system. They've got a lot of money behind it. Um you know, you read the reviews, they're mixed, of course. Uh, a lot of it comes down to fuel pressure, and that's very important to injection systems. They require very steady fuel pressure, no matter whose system it is. Um, so, you know, um, and then there's some other systems that are like GM-based, where people are just hacking the code, burning their own chips, chopping down wiring harnesses and making like standalone systems out of old GM units, like the AFI kit. I think Howell was doing it. Um, and then there's the Hamilton systems. Uh, they're all GM based, I would say. Um, so, you know, your sensors you can get from the parts store, there's a ton of information online about those systems. They've been hacked. I mean, they're from the 90s. So, you know, the the, the really common TBI system is 88 to 92. So, I mean, you're looking at, what, 30 years, a 30-year-old system? Almost. Yeah, so we're coming up on almost 30 years. I can't do math, sorry. We're coming up on almost a 30-year-old system. So there's they've had a lot of time to hack this and put it into everything. Um, the Hamilton kit is really complete, comes with a converted distributor, comes with a computer and the sensors and the wiring and everything. Um, fuel line... Um, I don't know. If, I can't remember the last time I put one in. I don't know if it comes with the length of fuel line. I think it just comes with the pump and filters, and then you have to put in the line. Um, that system, so for Hamilton specifically, because I've installed eight or ten of them probably between myself and helping some other friends. Um, and... It's decent, you know, it is, you, it's, it's based on an old system. A lot of the parts you're getting out there now are all, you know, Chinese and foreign, of foreign origin. So, you know, we've taken, we've had brand new systems run for five minutes and then the coil fails. Or we've had systems run for 10 minutes and had the fuel pump fail. We've had a lot of relay failures. We've had other parts failure. So um, you need, if you're going to install a system like that, you need to be mechanically savvy to a point. Like you need to be able to follow Bill's checklist. The instructions that Bill provides are very good. Um, there's some 
there's some few things that go back and forth in there, but but overall they're good instructions. But if you don't know how to use a voltmeter, if you don't know how to you know read a fuel pressure gauge or un install a fuel pressure gauge for monitoring, it might be over your head because Bill's kit requires you to use your own laptop and an ALDL program and um, you you go from there. You can't tune it. This His system is not tunable unless you are able to get a chip burner and burn your own chips and change your tables and all that sort of stuff. Um, the other kits, the Hollies and the Phytex and stuff, they come with handheld controllers and they are tunable. And the Holly kit even comes with a cable so you can hook it up to your computer and tune it even more. Really fine tune it. Uh, Bill's kit is not like that, uh, but Bill's kit comes with lifetime tunes on the chips, as, if I recall. Um, so you've got that. You know, Bill's got pretty good tech support uh, if you're able to get a hold of him and, and he can walk you through stuff. 90% of your problems you will sort out on the sheet, the, the checklist sheet themselves. So the benefits of fuel injection, uh, just optimally tuned fuel flow, perfect time, perfect um, your ratio of air and fuel because you've got an O2 sensor in the pipe. Um, the, the systems without timing control probably won't run quite as nice as a system like Bill's that has timing control because the timing is constantly moving based in, based on throttle position and O2 readings and temperature, um, which the non-fuel systems can't read all the way. It's just based strictly on engine vacuum. I mean, that's what runs your distributor. You've got weights in the base that advance and the vacuum of the engine that advances. So, um, you know, if your vacuum advance is functioning and the motor is sealed up and you don't have vacuum leaks anywhere or a big lumpy cam, generally you're going to have pretty good performance with a fuel-only system. The timing control is good for guys that are changing a lot of elevation or you run into some really shitty gas or, you know, um, you're doing a lot of highway driving and the computer will self-tune to the optimal timing curve for what you're doing at the moment so there's some situations where you'd want timing control but for 90 percent of the population i think running fuel only would be fine as well um, but injection systems just make everything run as optimally as possible and then you know like with bill's kit with the electronic ignition you're getting the benefits of everything hot spark perfect fuel flow all that. If you have a non-fuel system, make sure your distributor is set up good. Uh, Pertronics, nice coil, full tune. You're going to get a pretty good burn there as well. So um, that's kind of what I would say the, the range is on engine... Um, I don't want to say modification, but just uh, engine operation modification. Cleanup. Uh, and, and that sort of stuff. Those are where I would start and that's where I would finish. Uh, anything over fuel injection, you might as well step up into a different engine. Get a, you know your LS-based uh, Chevy engines or diesel. I love diesels. Um, you know, that's, that's a whole other 
thing right there. So um, that's where we're going to hang it up for tonight. Hopefully this all made sense. I know we covered a ton of ground. A lot of shit I just spewed out. So hopefully uh, you guys were able to glean something from it. Um, I'm sure you'll let me know if you didn't. Anyways, I uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget that this is Dan, and uh, I do own the Bonder Bobo. Wow, Binder Boneyard. <laughs> I love you guys, and thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.